next on BYU Sports Nation. Winning over the weekend for BYU football and basketball. Which team earns the top headline as most impressive? ESPN's Trevor Maddich, sleep-deprived but home-grade to talk BYU football. How did BYU impress against UMass and why the Cougars have to beat Utah State? Plus a going-for-two sweep and Rocky turns 40 years old. Big deal, no deal. You're no good, Rock. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Yes, I believe it's the Studio Bizzle. BYU Sports Nation Live and Radio Vision presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Monday, November 21st, wherever and however you're dialed in, it's great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with... Boxing publicist extraordinaire, Jerem Jordan. Yeah, whatever you need, man. Uh, and the, the, it's fight night in Vegas. The fight being between BYU and St. Louis in the MGM Grand. I saw a concert there once. I saw a boxing match there. Who did you see? Manny Pacquiao than- and Timothy Desert Storm Bradley. Oh, that's a big match. It was fun. It was a huge upset and caused a major uproar. Wow. Another testament to why boxing is rigged. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you've got a lot to handle as a publicist with that sport. Man. I know there's a lot going on there. Holy cow! Yeah, and Rocky turns forty I today. Can't, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. We wait. Were, Sylvester uh... Stallone's only forty. No, no, no. The movie. <laughs> oh, okay. Have you seen Sylvester Stallone? He is definitely not forty. <laughs> and there's been some work done. He's in his seventies, right? That's pretty crazy. Yeah, I thought the latest uh, edition of Rocky Creed was good. I also like the band Creed, so that's great. Okay, here's here, here's a question. Other than other than Rocky, yeah. best Sylvester Stallone movie. Other than the Rocky series. Think about that, BYU Sports Nation. Besides Rambo, is Rambo still Rambo's absolutely Rambo's still available. Rambo. <laughs> Rambo's basically Chewbacca. Human <laughs> Chewbacca with all the clips of stuff. Okay. Now there there are a number of random obscure Sylvester Stallone movies that I love. One being a soccer movie called Victory. Oh my Okay? Gosh. Victory. He was yeah. the goalie. Yeah. <laughs> and the second is Over the Top about arm wrestling. Yes. <laughs> over the Top. OTT? Dude, over the, the Top. Buddy Steve Bale over say? the Top. Classic oh, that's movie. That's funny. Yeah, BYU in Vegas tonight. Because BYU doesn't play on or practice on Sunday. They played that game Saturday night. They left yesterday. They, they, didn't, they don't get an actual practice in the day before. By choice. They're playing St. Louis. Yeah. Which is beneficial yeah. because St. Louis is not good this year. Yeah. But it's still tough to play like after no practice. Yeah. And, and, and that game's. we'll get into the details, by the way. That game's not on TV. It's on YouTube. So, yeah, what so in the world? Get out your phones tonight <laughs> to watch BYU in St. Louis. Live on the CPU. Here are today's BYU Sports the Nation CPU? headlines. CPU? <laughs> That's the network, right? <laughs> Men's basketball beat Coastal Carolina 81-65, led by Eric Mika's 19 points and 11 rebounds. Another double-double for Mika. And listen, Mika. you talk to anybody on the team, whether it's a coach or a player, it's all about just the team winning. He had a hard time taking any credit after the game. As long as we get the W, it doesn't matter who, who gets the credit, who gets the most points, who gets the most anything. As long as we're sharing the ball, we're moving it, we're all giving it our best and, and doing what we've been practicing for the last six months, then we'll be all right. 
BYU, as we mentioned, taking on St. Louis tonight, 9.30 Eastern at the MGM Grand Garden Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. Listen on BYU Radio. Watch on the CPU or YouTube. You asked Eric about that mustache. Because yes. it's hard to see. Yes. It's, so, it's so blonde. I'm like, okay, you're not going to shave that thing until you lose, right? And he's like, or ever. Or ever. Oh, my bad. Wow. Well, as long as he's averaging 21 and 11, yeah, you, you can, can do what you it. want. Yeah, exactly. LJ Rose, beard card. Awesome. <laughs> hey, football beat UMass 51 to 9 on Saturday. KJ Hall rushed for 101 yards and a touchdown. Second down and short. They found some success running the ball with Hall. Cuts inside. Hall to the end zone. Touchdown. 11 yards for KJ Hall. Francis Bernard also had a 36 yard pick six. That's BYU's third defensive touchdown of the season. And the Cougars blocked a punt. Morgan Unga, nice. BYU hosts Utah State Saturday. We'll be live from BYU Football's weekly press conference at 1.10 Eastern time today with interviews with Kalani Satake and others on Facebook.com slash Sports. Pretty sure that Morgan Unga blocked that punt with his abs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he was, yeah, it was like punt block on Madden. Like, boom, right there. It was pretty nice. B- BYU has, uh, is top 10 in defensive touchdowns and blocked punts this year. The defense has played well. The the by the end of this season, the defense is going to have some really good numbers because they were good, and then they played some inferior competition. So their numbers are going to be really good. We'll ask ESPN's Trevor Maddich about just how good BYU's defense has been coming up in uh, about ten minutes. Number four, BYU women's soccer, heartbreaking fashion, oh. eliminated from the NCAA tournament after a one to nothing loss to South Carolina on a PK. Ugh, oh. brutal. They, I thought they dominated the game, but lost. And that's what happens in soccer bummer. sometimes. Head coach Jennifer Rockwood still said, quote, this is the best team I've ever coached, end quote. Can we get a scenario where BYU doesn't have to take on the number two team in the country in the Sweet 16? Can we, on the, on can the we, road? Can we, please, can we please get that NCAA? Yeah. This, this women's soccer team was unbelievable. It was so fun to watch them. It's a bummer their season ended, but an early rise and shout. To this group of girls, it was so, so good for BYU. Well so. done, ladies. Number 10 women's volleyball beat Santa Clara 3-1 uh, in four sets. Freshman McKenna Miller had 16 kills and three digs as the Cougars were tied 1-1 and then won the last two. So uh, the regular season finale is Tuesday for the Cougars. Then next week is the Selection Sunday and NCAA Tournament. Next week, baby. Don't mess with the MC Hammer, McKenna Miller. Yeah, baby. Please, Hammer, don't hurt him. Oh, oh, oh. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Weekend Warriors, a winning weekend for BYU football and basketball, as we documented in our headlines. Cougar football with win number seven of the 2016 season. They're now 7-4 and four after a 51-9 going-away victory against UMass. A few hours after the football game concluded, BYU basketball moved to 3-0 on the young season with a 16-point win against Coastal Carolina. I know it. You know it. We all know it. Winning is fun. And you know what else is fun? Answering today's Twitter question. What was more impressive on Saturday, BYU football's second half, or Hoops win versus Coastal Carolina? Use the hashtag BYUSN on the Twitter. At HistoryGeek1776. I think he knows history. Or she. I don't care. They both won. That's all that matters. Hashtag BYUSN. Thanks for avoiding answering the question. (laughs) (laughs) But you still got the first tweet in. Okay, Jerem, what impressed you the most over the weekend? Uh, I I think it was football second half. Because that first half, it was 14-9. to And everyone thought, what? 
What happened? Yeah, it from was so the fast. Great, it was so fast. From the great mockumentary, A Mighty Wind. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> if you haven't seen that, you're like, what? Um, BYU scored 44 unanswered points. Uh, 37 to nothing in the second half. Defensive touchdown, blocked punt, KJ Hall, Tanner Mangum came in. It was fun, right? It was a fun second half. BYU dominated, and that's what you want to see in these November games. The Cougars 18-0 and in November home games. The last, what, 10 years, right? Yeah. Which is pretty awesome. They haven't played hardly anybody, but they win, which is great. Uh, just win, regardless of the competition. So I was impressed by uh, football's second half. Um, the first half maybe helped the second half uh, look a little better, right? Yeah, it's interesting about that November stat because in the Mountain West Conference days, they played TCU once in November. They played Utah twice in November. So they had some notable wins yeah. in the early years of that. But you're right. They haven't lost a November home game since they lost to Utah Pretty in good. 2005. Hey, t- hey, 10 years. I don't care if you're playing uh, Tim Few High every, every uh, week. No, you're right. That should be a win every time. The Cougars will take on Utah State to close out the regular season this Saturday night. On ES, excuse me, on uh, ESPNU. We'll find out today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ESPN two or ESPN ESPN two or ESPNU, and slated for a ten fifteen Eastern kickoff time. <sighs> About that, <laughs> it's going to be uh, really warm for you guys on the set. <laughs> this again, this is one of those games where it, you're like, "Hey, I'm happy to be inside." It's yeah. Well, it's 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 great to be on ESPN two or ESPNU. It's just a cost of business on uh, rivalry weekend, no less. So there you go. There are That's a right. ton of it, good football games. Oh, absolutely. Ohio State-Michigan this weekend. Awesome. BYU. Be- Bedlam will determine the conference that shall not be named. Watch it all <laughs> day long and then conclude with BYU-Utah State. Oh, fantastic. I know. College football is fantastic. I love it so and much. And as much as I loved BYU football, and especially what they did in the second half, like that is impressive. 44 unanswered, but. 37 in the second half. I, I was so impressed with one guy specifically from BYU basketball. Mm-hmm. L.J. Rose. Oh. His, Dave, Dave's not nephew. Yeah, not his, not his nephew. Also, hashtag beard card. Nine <laughs> points, nine assists, six rebounds. Oh, Kyle Collinsworth, wannabe. And it was all of a sudden a triple-double watch again. I was like, whoa, this was supposed to have graduated and gone away I've, forever. I've missed that. It's on the Texas Legends now in the form of Kyle Collinsworth. There you go. L.J. Rose. I'm talking about a guy that is making an immediate impact he played a huge role in that season-opening win against Princeton. Dave Rose only played seven guys because he's like, we need this win. We're going to really limit who we put on the floor. I need guys that are not going to be phased early, and L.J. Rose played a huge role in that game. He's not scoring a ton, but he just doesn't make bad decisions. He's a pass-first guy. Whenever he has the ball in his hands, do you ever, do you ever worry that BYU won't get into the offense they're supposed to get into or that the pass won't go to the right guy? Like, he... He's very, very solid with the ball. Yeah. And we've heard from the coaches and the players that as good as he is on the floor, he's just as good in the locker room. Yeah, that leadership's important for this young team. By the way, uh, BYU-Utah State on ESPNU, that was announced yesterday. I was just informed. Um, so, yeah, L.J. Rose has done a nice job. It's not as impressive as the second half uh, for football, but I, I feel it. <laughs> hey, thanks for uh, accepting that and then uh, totally just rejecting oh, it. <laughs> Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> the Ken Matemo. No, 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 no. The funny thing about BYU basketball is like we all It's not assumed, funny, it's serious to me. We all assumed that the three point shooting would just continue, right? Because they were so good last uh, year. Yeah. They were so good. But they have struggled straight up this year through They're three regular like season. I games. do on Tuesday nights. Thirty percent. Nothing what, to brag about what, for sure. What happened? 
<laughs> second <laughs> drop for that today. Uh, yeah, 30, 30%. It's, it, you would assume that it's going to get better, but the thing is, it hasn't hurt them. If, that, if this was BYU basketball last year and they were shooting 30% from oh, the three-point line. Oh. Fatal. Like, sign your... Lethal. Yeah, just sign the death warrant. Yeah. Okay? It's <laughs> over, baby. This year, they're dominating inside, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 40 of BYU's 81 points Saturday night against Coastal Carolina came in the paint. In the painted area. This is becoming the norm for BYU through three games. I read uh, John Calipari's uh, book a couple years ago about life. And in basketball, he says, get layups, dunks, and threes. That don't really worry about the mid-range. Because of the efficiency of getting three points versus two and the easier shot inside. That's what BYU is getting right now. They're, they're not getting a lot of mid-range stuff. But which is which is uh, efficient offense. So I like the direction BYU is headed on offense. They do need to improve from uh, three, though. I think they need to get into the mid thirties at a minimum. Low thirties is not going to win you games against Saint Zaga, aka Saint Mary's and Gonzaga. BYU has been great sharing the ball. They have a high percentage of assists on field goals made. They have been good from the free throw line for they the most part. They didn't turn it over much Saturday, yeah. which helped you in a going for two pick. <laughs> it came down to the wire. Yeah, it came down to the wire. And I'll tell you yeah. why I was really scared in the final second about yeah, that. I'm glad you had a great <laughs> going for two. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYU and join BYU Sports Nation. It's a crazy Monday. What was more impressive on it. Saturday? BYU football's second half or hoops and their win against Coastal Carolina. Let's go to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. Football team's second half performance says at COL underscore James 83 because it not only showed the conditioning and depth, but also halftime adjustments. Hey, there's something to that, right? You want to play better? And I heard a good uh, stat from... From Greg Rubel, that BYU is, I think, I, the third quarters they've just dominated. I'm trying to remember the exact stat, but BYU's I think won every third quarter or something this this season. Yeah, which is good. You want to come out of halftime and you want to be good. KJ Hall said, "Look, we're, we're just a second half team. We're a second half team." I want someone to be like, "We're a first half team. We're going to come out. We're just going to dominate at the beginning of the game. And then we're going to cruise to a victory. We're going to gear down, and it's just going to be all right." <laughs> like no one, no one ever says it's always the best possible scenario for you. Now right? UMass really is a first half team. Their coach Mark Whipple told us last week he's like the fourth quarter has been our undoing. It was the third quarter in this game against BYU, but they they played pretty well. Or they were okay in the first half. Yeah, and then bang, BYU thirty seven. Zero in the second half. Yeah, it's going to be interesting this Saturday night um, against Utah State because Utah State's not going to a bowl game. so They this, will hold nothing back. This will be the Aggies' bowl game. And, and they played BYU tough. You remember that first half was close last year, then in the second half, BYU really opened it up in Logan last year. That was the Mitch Matthews game. Mm-hmm. Tomasi Lalude right before the half. That was the undoing. That was, that was crazy. Speaking that was of cold. The, oh. Oh. You were, the, you, you were there. And, you're still cold. I think, oh, my goodness. I think you have a. a you have a frostbite scar. On that was brutal. I talked to Fred Warner about that game last year. He's like, look, I can handle cold most of the time. But he's like, that game in Logan last year, that was awful. Well, that dude's from, like, San Diego. So <laughs> I don't believe he can handle the cold anywhere. <laughs> At Kip Kent, football. Two halves like that, and they'd have scored 74 points. Tanner Mangum starts the second half, and even Hodge and Detmer would have played. Well, Hodge is redshirting, remember. So just Koi Detmer Jr. redshirting Bo Hodge. But wait, Bo was, Hodge. Yes, that guy. That's oh, that that oh, guy. Yeah. That's who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, he hungry. Okay, coming up, 
We will play Big Deal, No Deal, including a look back at the 40th birthday of the movie Rocky. Oh, baby. But next, we'll talk to ESPN's Trevor Maddich. It's another Maddich Monday. Anytime he discusses rivals, it is entertaining. Do yourself a favor and make sure you listen to this interview. I promise it will be good. That's did, quite the promise. Did he no, lose? No. Did he lose the arrival? Normally we don't promise such things. That's quite the promise. Uh, I'm promise. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures. Those are on BYU TV and our conversation rolling right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN to answer what was more impressive on Saturday, BYU football's second half or the basketball win against Coastal Carolina. And basketball's back in action tonight uh, at the MGM Grand tonight in Las Vegas, 9.30 Eastern time. They play St. Louis, the Billikens. Uh, You can listen to it on BYU Radio. This game not on TV, but it is on YouTube. That link is on BYUCougars.com. And tonight we'll make sure we tweet out a link to that YouTube channel. At LaserSheep answers the Twitter question with this. The second half for football reminded me of UCLA and Provo in 2008. 59 to nothing. Fun to watch. BYU, as you mentioned, Jerem scored 44 unanswered points. Pretty crazy. That second half was, uh, was good for BYU because that first half was really weird, right? We like to get weird sometimes, but not like that. So the second half was great. BYU, 44 unanswered. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline is ESPN College Football Insider and College Football National Champion Trevor Maddich, who is, by the way, the busiest man on the weekends ever. Seriously, College game day to Landover for the Redskins. Back to ESPN today. Trevor, when do you sleep? February. <laughs> last, night, last night the Redskins played the night game, 8.30 Eastern. I didn't get done with the post-game show until about 1 in the morning. Jumped in the car for what would have been about a six-hour drive back up to Connecticut to ESPN. Took ten hours. So, but I did get an hour of sleep in the car at a truck stop, so that was very exciting. Oh, my god! Yeah, at least you got an hour. Gee. Okay. Yeah, the problem is you hit New York traffic, and it's like, oh, no. Yeah. And amidst all of this, you still have time to take in uh, you know, BYU football, as we have you on uh, BYU Sports Nation every Monday. BYU, uh, it's 14-9 at halftime with UMass, and we're kind of scratching our heads like, what? Uh, then BYU scores 37 in the second half and uh, wins 51-9. Uh, what stuck out about BYU's performance against the Minutemen? Well, defense and special teams stepped up. I mean, what really was the catalyst for that point explosion in the second half was a blocked punt by the special teams, a couple of fumble recoveries, and a pick six by the defense. And so the offense uh, did get some help to wake up. And so that, those things are good. I mean, they made plays in all three phases, and that's a positive thing. Now, the, the fact that they sleptwalked through the first half, uh, I don't mind that because then they woke up in a major way in the second half. If, if they'd have stayed sleepwalking through, then, then I would have been wondering what in the world was going on. Trevor Maddich of ESPN with us on BYU Sports Nation. What does BYU need to accomplish in the regular season finale against Utah State, a team that's understandably down this year? Well, yeah, Utah State, they're down all right, but their defense is not altogether unfortunate. They do have some playmakers on the defensive side of the ball. What BYU needs to really accomplish is have a great time. This is the last home game for the seniors, and it is a, an opportunity to whip up on a rival, and that's important. Uh, believe me, it's important. I mean, because ask me, ask me what it's like to lose to your rival. What is it like to lose to your rival, Trevor? 
I don't know. We were eight and zero against Utah and Utah State when I played, so I have no idea. And you, you, Utah has given BYU fits, so this is a this is a final opportunity for the seniors to get a big win over over a very important rival, and then that's important because I am now a few years removed from playing football at BYU, and I'm still happy about that. By the way, ask me what it's like to lose to your rival. What is it like, Trevor? It's great to whip them and be undefeated against them. It still feels good. I'm still happy about crushing them all eight times that we face them, and it still matters. And so it matters for the seniors to be able to have this one against Utah State. So really, that, that's the biggest thing. Go out and have fun. Enjoy the last game for the seniors. Have the rest of the team really play all out so that they can send the seniors off of this regular season in the best way possible. We need to ask you more of those emotional questions when you're yeah. on an hour right. of sleep. I wish you'd really bring it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How do you um, really feel? Way, I, I respect Utah and Utah State tremendously. I am talking trash in a good-natured way, but if they can come up and and beat us in football, then I'll have to have a little humble pie. But since they never did, tough. (laughs) (laughs) Give us an idea of what the Utah State game was like for you. I I know you mentioned the results, but in the lead-up to that, because now the Utah State game... Traditionally, this has been, okay, this is, this is going to be a fun game in some way, especially the last five or six years. Now Utah State comes in 3-8. and eight. That was more of kind of the Utah State of your era, right? Well, yeah, Utah State wasn't all that great, but it was always, uh, it was always kind of weird against them. My freshman year, we went up there to Logan, and it was, I, was, I was just barely 18 years old. I mean, I was a baby. And, and it was my introduction into football as a possibly life threatening event because there was an incident that happened on the field uh, that was a bit of extracurricular activity that the uh, Utah State fans took exception to. They began to chant a chant that I didn't think that you could chant. The, uh, the, the ending of that chant was U-B-Y-U. Right? And so I'm this, I'm this young pup freshman, true freshman, just out of high school up there. You know, I was told to keep my helmet on uh, by, the, by the older guys because they were afraid that things would come flying out of the stands, and, and they did. And then, and then when this incident happened on the field, uh, it, was, it was, like, scary. I was, like, afraid. I thought, I thought the stands were going to pour into the field and, and take us all out. So this was my introduction to the rivalry with Utah State, and it stayed with me the entire time. It's a, it's a very intense rivalry, forget the records. And keep this in mind, that Utah State's lost four in a row. They lost last week to Nevada in the last six seconds of the game. It's been a brutal stretch for them, and they would love nothing more than to erase that with, uh, with beating BYU and have the same emotion that I just expressed going forward forever and ever, amen. This is their bowl game, essentially, because they're not going to qualify for the postseason, and it's over a holiday, the Thanksgiving weekend, and it's against a rival. So what do you expect from Utah State early in this game, Trevor, in terms of emotion and what they bring to BYU late Saturday night? I expect two things. One is good and one is very, very bad. The good is I expect them to to pull out all the stops. They have no chance of beating BYU by playing a straight football game. I expect to see trick plays on offense, aggressive blitzing on defense, uh, attacking the punter, and the in other words, trying to rush the punt and block punts, trying to block field goals, because that's the way that that they have a chance to win this game. BYU just has them outmanned. That's a good thing. That'll be fun to watch because they they won't leave anything un 
tried from their playbook. The bad thing is sometimes you get guys that lack discipline, and they know that they're outmanned. They know that this is their last chance. It's the final game of the regular season, and for them, the final game of the season. And you tend to get guys that are undisciplined try cheap shots because they think that proves something. And you got to watch out for that. So I, if, if I'm BYU in this game, if I'm a BYU player in this game, I am, I am playing through the whistle, not just to the whistle, through the whistle. I'm not slowing down. I'm keeping my head on a swivel. I'm being very careful around the pile because if that one or two guys decides to, to break discipline, then guys can get hurt. Now, I'm not saying Utah State will do that. I'm saying that if I'm BYU, I would expect that, and I would not let down my guard no matter what the score is. BYU has not had a 100-yard receiver in a game this season, which is pretty crazy. Um, does that even matter at this point to try and get uh, one the rest of the year, or what do you think about that, Trevor? No, I think it's better if they don't for the whole year, and then they can go into the off season and they can say, look, you receiving core, not a single one of you had a 100-yard game. What's the matter with you? And try to use that as a lever. Uh, to get to get them going. Now, in, in fairness, a lot of that was the new system. A lot of that was the, you know the the quarterback learning the new system, and a lot of that was Jamal Williams being so good. And in key key moments in key games, they were handing the ball off. But the the receivers, uh, we've talked about this for a couple of years now. The receivers show talent, but I think they think they're playing as hard as they can. But I think as a group, now not every individual, but as a group. I think they can be, they can play with much more anger. In other words, that, that ball belongs to them, and anybody who tries to deny them that ball, they will, they will refuse to lose. They will go and get the ball. They will beast the ball away from anybody who tries to deny them a reception. And that's a whole lot different from running your route and catching the ball if it gets to you, right? And so that kind of attitude they've been trying to teach. Ben Cahoon, fantastic coach. He understands this stuff. But it takes a while to get that culture ingrained. And so I think that if there are no 100-yard receivers over the entire season, it makes it easier to use that as a club and beat them over the head until they're semi-conscious so that you can, you can drive it into them. ESPN College Football Insider and National Champion Trevor Maddich with us on BYU Sports Nation. In your opinion, Trevor, which side has been better for BYU this season, the offense or defense? Oh, the defense. You know, the offense has done a lot of great things, but they've been up and down. And, and I give a lot of credit to the offensive line of the running game because from a defensive standpoint, an opposing defensive standpoint, BYU has been largely one-dimensional in a lot of these games. It has been the defense and the special teams of BYU and then the running game that have really allowed them to get to this point where they've won seven games against the most difficult schedule in their history. And so that's, that's nothing against the offense. But it's also easier for a defense to learn new tricks and a new scheme because an offense is based on building. It's hard to build. It takes time to learn how to work together. And if one guy on offense makes a mistake, the play can be stopped. On defense, you're not building, you're destroying. And while everybody does need to be in the right place, you've got guys swarming to the ball that can help to make up for a mistake somewhere most of the time. So in in fairness to the offense, it's harder for them to, to get a new system implemented. Even so, I love the way the defense played. They played angry. They, As a matter of fact, Fred Warner... Uh, he went after the football in pass coverage at times exactly like I want to see the the uh, BYU receivers do. So really, if if, if I'm uh, in that, if I'm a coach in the BYU receivers meeting room, I'm putting on 
tape of Fred Warner defending passes and saying, this is how I want you to catch passes. Let's go national now. Uh, the college football playoff race is heating up. Do you think that we will see a two-loss team in the playoff? It's very possible. Uh, very possible, because there, there's all kinds of chaos that has occurred. I mean, keep this in mind, though, a week ago, numbers two, three, and four all lost. And so all of a sudden, you've only got one undefeated team that's in contention for the playoff, and that's Alabama. The only other undefeated team in the AP top 25 right now is Western Michigan, and they're not in, in, uh, in range. So, you know, the, the Big 12 had been written off after Oklahoma lost two of their first three games in September. Nobody was talking about the Big 12 making the playoff. Well, they've got a path to it now. Colorado is a team that didn't have to be written off because it was never written in. And all of a sudden, they're ranked number nine in the nation, and they have a path to compete for that fourth playoff spot. So Colorado has two losses. Oklahoma has two losses. Oklahoma State theoretically has two losses, but one of them should never have happened because there was an, un, there was a, an extra play that occurred after the game should have ended that they, won, that they lost a game on to Central Michigan. But these are all two-loss teams that are in range. Wisconsin is a team that if they win the Big Ten, they're number five right now. If they win the Big Ten, Wisconsin is in the playoff. So, yes, this could be the first year that you see two lost teams make this playoff. Trevor, one last question, just one final one. What is it like to lose to your rivals? I have no idea. I'm so glad you asked that question. We were 8-0 against Utah and Utah State in the four years that I played, and I can tell you this that it matters. It <laughs> matters. And you know what? Every time I see someone from Utah, Utah State, I am always respectful. I respect their programs. But deep inside I know we beat you. <laughs> Fantastic stuff, Trevor. Uh, enjoy your hibernation in February. Until then, uh, we wish you the best. Okay, go Cougs. All right. Thanks, Trevor. Trevor Maddich on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. I told you. I, I wish I knew how he really felt. I told you he rivals. would bring it. When we talk rivals with Trevor Maddich, it is always, always entertaining. Every time. <laughs> he, he doesn't often go, uh, we, right? And us. Yeah. No bones about it. On got, this show. He got offensive. On there. this show, when it's about rivals. Yeah. He can, is, he can and will go there. It is called BYU Sports Nation on BYU TV. By the way, during the uh, Colorado-Washington State broadcast, yes. apparently Joel Klatt, who was a former uh, standout Buff. at Colorado, yes. he let an us or a we drop oh! at the very end oh! of the game. He was talking about recruiting and saying, we've got some guys coming in. And oh! uh, <laughs> Gus Johnson's like, oh, partner, you were doing so well. You avoided the whole game. And then you let one slip in. And he's, he's like, like, oh, we'll have to review the tape. I'm not sure I let it slip. He's like, oh, you did. You Rise did. Rise and fire. <laughs> really fun stuff. It happened. Twitter question today. What was more impressive on Saturday, BYU football's second half or BYU basketball's win against Coastal Carolina? Coming up, we have our going for two results. Jerem has never been more excited to do that. BYU hoops is shooting 30% from three this season. Big deal. No deal as well. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan on a Monday, broadcasting in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. After further review is on tomorrow night, 7 Eastern time. 
David, Blaine, Brian, and Dave break down UMass and preview Utah State. 7 Eastern tomorrow night after further review on BYU TV. So I brought up something on the very top of the show about uh, Sylvester Stallone because it's the 40th birthday of the movie Rocky. Naturally. And we started to talk about some unknown, underrated Sylvester Stallone movies. Okay. And so we've seen four or five responses come across. I want to know. So I'm I'm going to ask you, BYU Sports Nation, because I love the voice of the people. Along with our Twitter question, I want, you, presidential elections. I want you to answer, <laughs> what's the most underrated Sylvester Stallone movie ever? Go. Okay, so that, that's out there as well. Feel free to chime in using the hashtag BYUSN, as well as tell us which team impressed you the most over the weekend, BYU football or BYU basketball. Let's refresh today's BYUSN headlines led off by Hoops. I'm going to vote in your tweet. Your Twitter poll right now. Well, it's Wait. not a poll. It's just a question. Oh, it's just a question? It's just a question. Never mind. I'm not weighing in. <laughs> Too hard? Yeah. <laughs> I put out three options. I put out three of the options, but he's been in a million movies. I haven't seen any of those. <laughs> You're the movie guy. How can you have not seen? I've never claimed to be the movie guy. I'm giving you that label. Oh, okay. You're the BYU Sports Nation movie guy. Oh, okay. My bad. You're Sorry, welcome. I stick You're to, welcome. I stick to generally good films. Oh. Like Pacific Rim. Wow. Huh, ben Bagley. Over the top? <laughs> over the top, Jeremy. You need to watch Over the Top. Arm wrestling has never been so over cool. The, over the top is a volleyball phrase. <laughs> and I'm, I love my uh, BYU men's volleyball team. So when I hear over the OTT, I'm like, what? No, well, that's victory. arm wrestling. Victory. Victory sounds like a good name. Like, it's victory about, sounds like Invictus. It's about escaping from... Like this internment camp and playing a soccer match as a prisoner. Like it is. <laughs> so it's the longest yard, but with soccer? <laughs> you know, no. Maybe. Sounds I like don't it. know. Sounds like it. <laughs> Somebody help Jerem out. Tell him other underrated Sylvester Stallone movies. <laughs> no. BYU beat Coastal Carolina 81-65. As I mentioned, Eric Meek had 19 points and 11 rebounds. It's against St. Louis tonight in Las Vegas at the MGM Grand Garden Arena in Las Vegas for Cougar Hoops. Listen on BYU Radio. The game will be streamed live on YouTube. YouTube? Does anyone even have YouTube? At Kyle Chilton, who's the men's basketball sports information director, just tweeted, victory and over the top are probably tied, but this gif might put it over the top. Over the top. And it's a gif of Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. It's so awesome. His, he turns his hat around backwards whenever it's like business time. And he's he like, has oh, suspenders. Time work. He's a suspenders guy. <laughs> Football defeated UMass 51-9 on Saturday. K.J. Hall rushed for 101 yards and a touchdown. Francis Bernard had a 36-yard pick six. And the Cougars blocked a punt. BYU hosts Utah State Saturday. Uh, Countdown to kickoff live 9 Eastern, by the way. We'll be live today from BYU's weekly football press conference, 110 Eastern time on Facebook.com slash BYU TV Sports. It will be over the top. Oh, nice. I see what you did O-T-T. there. OTT! Number four, BYU women's soccer eliminated from the NCAA tournament in the Sweet 16 after a hard-fought one to nothing loss to the top seed South Carolina. Head coach uh. Jennifer Rockwood said despite the loss, quote, this is the best team I've ever Coached, hmm. end quote. That's saying a lot because BYU went to the Elite Eight, I believe, in uh, was it oh three in twenty twelve. Um, so this this was a tremendous team, and unfortunately, due to being underseeded, uh, they had to play a number one seed on the road in the Sweet Sixteen. This should have been an Elite Eight match instead of a Sweet Sixteen match. So they had their chances. They yeah. had their chances yeah. to score that goal. Tremendous team. Really fun to watch this team this year. And number ten women's volleyball beat Santa Clara in four sets. Speaking of over the top. Freshman McKenna Miller was over the top and threw the block 16 times. 
uh, with that many kills and three dicks. So congrats. Uh, Tuesday, regular season finale for the 10th-ranked women's volleyball team, who should be seated and could host uh, some matches in the NCAA tournament. Let's hope they don't get a four seed. Yeah, about that. <laughs> I'm, still, still annoyed. I'm, I will. That will not go away for a long time. Brady Industries presents Big Deal, No Deal. Let's do it. Big Deal. No deal. A provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment throughout the western United States for over 65 years. Brady Industries Clean Solutions, a tradition for generations. Number one. First before number one. It's over the top because who doesn't want a weight set in their car for their right arm only? You just tweeted a gif of that oh, it's too. Great. Nicely done. You gotta get that you gotta get that right arm bicep going. <laughs> he's you a get swole on. He's a semi truck driver too. Like <laughs> it's an amazing storyline, is it not, Ben Bagley? It's a great movie. I need to watch this. Great movie. Is it on Vid Angel? <laughs> Over the top, greater than Pacific Rim, Jeremy. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Number one, big deal, no deal. The first half versus UMass. No deal. Anyone can hang with anyone for a half. Did you see Chattanooga? It was, it was like 14-3 to with Alabama on Saturday. It doesn't matter. BYU, in the end, won 51-9. No That's deal. a fantastic point, Alabama and Chattanooga. If all else fails, bring up Alabama in some regard and like immediate credibility yeah, is established. Yeah. Try and go big deal on uh, after that. <laughs> and I will I will arm wrestle you boom down. Well, over the top. Oh! The move, the hat on backwards. Let's <laughs> go. Suspenders. <laughs> yeah, this is no deal. What? BYU won fifty one to nine. Who cares what happened in the first half? You won the game by forty two. Number two. Big deal, no deal. KJ Hall's performance over the past two games. I'll go big deal. BYU's needed someone to step up at running back if, since Jamal Williams hasn't played. Uh, chasing Staley. Yeah, that went out the window. <laughs> Officially dead. A uh, 100-yard game's nice. Uh, Nate Carter had one uh, last year, 2014 maybe. Um, Savannah State. I think that was 2014. Uh, Wayne Latu had one in 05 against UNLV. So it's nice to have somebody else. He's a practice squad guy coming on, getting 100 yards. That's awesome. Yeah, this is a big deal for the practice squad reason. I know that he has worked really hard. And they don't get a lot of glory a lot of the time. Way uh, down the no depth chart. glory. Some swag. So for him to come in and have a 100-yard rushing performance against a Division One opponent. Like, this wasn't Southern Utah. This was UMass. Debatably. Okay. <laughs> you got me there. <laughs> two. But a couple of touchdowns for him getting into the end zone, being able to celebrate with his teammates like that. This is a big deal for K.J. Hall. And who knows what his role is moving forward. Yeah, who knows? Next year, he might be the third string or something behind uh, Squally Cannon and Riley Burton. Who knows? There you go. Number three. Big deal, no deal. BYU hoops shooting 30.3% from three this season. No deal. I, I go no deal because it's so early. BYU's won and won convincingly early um, despite shooting 30%. BYU's been able to penetrate the ball, get to the hoop. Eric Mika's been awesome inside, averaging 21-11. So, no deal. If, it's at, if after non-conference play it's 30%, now that's a big deal. But it's only three games in. For me, it is a big deal because what? BYU is still finding ways to win. Oh, I see what you did there. Okay. So, yeah, it's just a, a little bit of a reverse take on that. Like, I, I feel like it should be freaking everybody out, but, it, but it's not. And it's a big deal that they're shooting poorly and still winning because when they start to make three-pointers. Look out. Holy cow. Look out, St. Zaga. Like, this could be very, very interesting in the West yeah. Coast Conference. You're not depend- you don't you, One, your point guard can shoot. Two, you, you're not relying on Celius and Emery and Fisher just to make threes on the outside. BYU has a front court 
and they're really good, and they have an NBA player down there, and it's awesome. It's coming from inside Despite out. Despite that mustache, it's awesome. A lot of these three-pointers are not coming off of the dribble like they were last year with yes. Chase Fisher. It's coming from the inside out, from the postmen, so shooters can have their feet set, or it's in transition inside when BYU's out, on movie. the break. Yeah, Great movie. Absolutely. That is a great movie. Yeah. It's better than Over the Top. I will give you that as well. I haven't seen Over the Top, so I can't actually judge I will concede that. Rotten Tomatoes is something I listen to, though. (laughs) What's Over the Top on Rotten Tomatoes? (laughs) I'll look it up. (laughs) You'll look it up right now. Yes. Number four. Big deal, no deal. BYU drops four to – from four – they drop four to 65 in ESPN's BPI. Mm, They drop four spots. It's because they didn't play anybody. I say this is no deal. No deal. It's no deal. They're 47 in the Ken Palm ratings, and I put more credence into the Ken Palm rating than I do the BPI. It's higher, and it's it's BYU, so we like it more. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) It's totally biased. Over the top. (laughs) It's totally, okay. (laughs) Before you give us your big deal, no deal. Okay, are you ready? What do you think it is? What do you think it is? Uh, Okay, I'm I'm talking critics. uh, Critics? Yeah. 27%. 27%. Ben, what do you think it is? Uh, it's got to be a high 78%. Whoa, whoa, 38! That's <laughs> uh, wrong. <laughs> how, about, how about users, which is higher? 64. Ben? 63. Look at that Raiders hat on Ben. Uh, 49. 49? Yeah, so this is not, hey, Pacific Rim's probably higher than that. It is. <laughs> but we don't, need, we don't have time to look that up. We need your big deal, no, no deal. deal. No deal. No deal that they drop four spots? No deal. Okay. Yeah, number, f- number five. <laughs> nice. All right, big the deal, no deal. Today marks the 40th anniversary of the premiere of Rocky. Oh, for those that can't uh, well, see, that's a big deal. Yeah. Big, big deal. See, ben put his hat on backwards, and he had like this band it's to like, work out his arm. It's like over the top, which is taking over this show. Oh my gosh, skinny Ben is amazing. Oh, uh, no. big, big deal with Rocky's 40 years old. Holy shnikes! You know, get rocked. Oh, I I've enjoyed. Uh, I don't think I saw the like. Wait, what? What was the latest one? Creed was what the sixth or seventh movie? Creed was Creed was seventh. The seventh? seventh. I didn't movie, see yeah. the sixth one. Like the video game, and he comes back. Like I, I don't think I ever saw that one. I didn't miss anything on that one though. Apparently, Creed's cool. I liked Creed a lot. Michael B. Jordan. That's my cousin. It's great. That <laughs> that he is. He's great. Creed, yeah, yeah, he's your cousin like L.J. Rose's cousins with Dave Rose. Exactly. Right? Well, nephew. Nephew. Yeah. (laughs) I I have the same workout plan as Michael B. Jordan in that movie, too. Oh, (laughs) Big deal, no deal. Brought to you by Brady Industries Clean Solutions, a tradition for generations. Over the top. What has happened to this show? I don't know. Up next are going for two results. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B on a Monday. If you miss an episode of BYUSN Live, the rebroadcast airs each and every weeknight on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Hey, tonight, 9.30 Eastern time, BYU men's basketball team plays St. Louis. The MGM Grand, uh, the winner of this tournament, by the way, gets like a championship, like a, like a boxing championship belt. That's it's, a real thing? It's awesome. Yeah, I'm serious. They play BYU plays St. Louis, 9.30 Eastern time. Listen to it on BYU Radio. Watch it on YouTube. We'll tweet the link out later tonight. Beat the Billikens. Twitter question today. What was more impressive on Saturday, BYU football second half or hoops win against Coastal Carolina? At Cisco Roo says the hoops win. Why? One, BYU defeated the mythical Chanticleers. Mm-hmm. And two, the game was never in doubt after tip-off. True. Wire to wire. 
That was never a doubt before tip-off, but okay. <laughs> it's time we play Going for Two, Jerem, with our weekend Can you results. predict the future? Nope. These guys think they can. We're Going for Two on BYU Sports Nation. Listen, I didn't get much sleep this weekend, but it was manageable because I had a solid weekend with my Going for Two picks. I'm really happy for you. Thank you, Jerem. I can sense that sincere... Uh, I guess, I don't know. What's the word I'm looking for here? <laughs> I can feel that you are grateful that I have had such great success. What were your picks, Spencer? Yeah, number one, BYU basketball will have 12 turnovers or less against Coastal Carolina. Come on. They had exactly 12 turnovers. Now, that was here's a the bold thing. one. That was Pey- a good one. Peyton Dasher was holding the ball. Peyton could have helped me out. The last play of the game. And the ball got knocked out of his hands with like a half second to go, but the dude didn't possess it, or that would have counted as the 13th turnover. So I was watching that going, no, no, (laughs) 12 turnovers. Number two, I said Tanner Mangum will throw a touchdown pass against UMass. He hit Garrett Juergens with five minutes and 22 seconds left for a seven-yard touchdown pass. Bang, two for two. That makes me 12 and 14 on the season. I'm, I'm back in the battle to get to 500. I'm getting my butt kicked. <laughs> Number one, BYU Hoops will shoot above 38% from three. Mm. BYU shot 30.4% from three. And one by they, 16. They can't shoot 38%. BYU will have a 100-yard receiver. Mm. BYU hasn't had one this entire season. That is pathetic. Ronai Laulu Pututau. Be the captain we know you can be. He only had 42 <laughs> yards. I went 0 for 2. You're now 3 up on me. 3 up. And it, it, Listen. A bad night for me and a good night for you could put you right back in the game, dude. We're, we're both two for three in the hoop season. That's okay. the one good thing. Two and three. I have yet to go two for two any single week. All right. Tonight's picks for St. Louis. Here we go. Number one, BYU will shoot 77% or better from the free throw line as a team tonight on a neutral floor. Okay. I think they're really good and confident, and I feel like they will make a lot of free throws. Number two, Eric Mika will not be the leading scorer tonight. All three games he has led, and it really hasn't been close. I think somebody else scores a lot of points tonight against St. Louis, not Eric Mika. It's funny you say that. Number one, Eric Mika will have a 20-10 game, meaning 20-plus points, 10-plus boards. Ooh, okay? So you could get one right, and I could be wrong. Let's go. All right. Man up. Number two, Nick Emery will make at least three threes tonight. He has not made three threes in a game yet. One, two, and two. He's going to make at least three threes tonight. And will BYU shoot 38% or better from I'm the three-point no, line? No, I'm not going there anymore. <laughs> I love I love this so much. Oh, I'm glad you do. Coming up, which Cougar overseas is back in the starting lineup? We'll tell you during the Cougar Whip Around. BYU Sports Station presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it over the top. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. Nice. Yeah, the Cougars beat Coastal Carolina 81-65, led by Eric Mika's 19 points, 11 rebounds. BYU plays the Billikens of St. Louis tonight, 9.30 Eastern, at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas. Listen on BYU Radio. Watch on the YouTube. Football. The Cougars beat UMass 51-9 on Saturday. K.J. Hall led the way with 101 yards rushing and a touchdown. Francis Bernard had a 36-yard pick six, and the Cougars blocked a punt. BYU hosting Utah State on Saturday. That game will be live on ESPNU, 10, 15 p.m. Eastern. We will be live on Facebook for BYU's weekly football press conference at 110 Eastern, facebook.com slash Sports. Soccer. Fourth-ranked women's soccer team was eliminated from the NCAA tournament in the Sweet 16 after a 1-0 loss to South Carolina. Head coach Jennifer Rockwood still said, this is the best team I've ever coached. 
Cougars in the NFL. Kyle Van Noy sacked Colin Kaepernick of the 49ers in a Patriots win. He also had three tackles. Zig Yance had four tackles in a Detroit Lions win. Paul Lasica had a carry for five yards for the Chicago Bears. Dennis Pitta with three catches on and 30 yards for the Ravens. And Daniel Sorensen had two tackles for the Chiefs. Volleyball. 10th ranked Cougars beat Santa Clara in four sets. Freshman McKenna Miller led the way with 16 kills in three days. Jimmer led the Shanghai Sharks with 38 points in a win, just two under his average, oh, right? Come on. Cougars overseas. Tyler Hobbs is back in the starting lineup. He scored 13 points in a win for Anvil Václovic in Poland. And Chase Fisher Women's had basketball. Nope. And Chase Fisher had 19 points in a loss for Givovi Scafati in Italy. Women's basketball. Yeah, got to get some Chase Fisher in first, right? Yeah, he'll be mad. The Cougars played well, lost a close <laughs> game against 16th-ranked Oklahoma at home, 68-61. Ah. Mackenzie Pulsford had 15 points and 7 rebounds. Cougars in the PGA. Good effort by the women's hoops team. Zach Blair finished tied for 57th at ah. 500 par at the RSM Classic. Back to you, Spencer. Cougars over cross-country. Yes. How about this? BYU men's cross-country finished 7th, and the women ran out of their minds. They finished 10th, their first top 10 finish in 20 years. Awesome. At Nationals. Yeah, the Cougars produced three All-Americans, Nico Montanez, Rory Linkletter, and Erica Burke. As I mentioned, first time in 20 years that both teams finished in the top 10. Well done. Future guests, Blaine Fowler, Steve Cleveland, between the lines with Kate Hansen. She went to the Olympics. It's awesome. And uh, Steph Curry? No, Seth Corey. Oh, Sorry. okay. My bad. A baseball signee named Seth Corey. Today's Rise and Shot brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Jerem? KJ Hall, 18 carries, 108 yards, and a touchdown. Very nice for the practice squad running back to get in the game and do that, baby. I'm going to throw cross country in there as well. Oh, Really yeah. impressed with totally. what they did. Totally. Fantastic And stuff. women's soccer for their season. How about that? Yes. Trifecta of rise and shouts. Our elite tweet of the day from Matt Sue's MFOL. Most impressive Johnny Linehan's acting debut to get running into the kicker call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's He funny. sold out, man. Hey, thanks, Trevor Maddich and everyone on our crew. Conversation continues on 24-7. Use hashtag BYUSN. Show on demand. Audio podcast on <laughs> iTunes and the TuneIn app for Jerem I am Spencer. Shout out to Tim Mahoney. BYU Sports Session back to work tomorrow. Ben, put some weight on that bar.